What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the, part of the Mile High Sports Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Um, okay, Tim Connolly left uh, the uh, to the Minnesota Timberwolves for uh, five years, $40 million plus ownership equity in the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, yeah, that is a... Uh, Quite frankly, an offer that Stan Kroenke was never going to match. Um, ownership equity is a thing that uh, famously Stan is a guy that doesn't like partners. Um, he was forced into a limited partnership on the Nuggets and Avs with uh, Liberty Media. Uh, and Liberty only has 7%, 7.5% stake. Uh, in both the Nuggets and the Avalanche and the Pepe Center. Um, but uh, he doesn't like partners. Um, so that was never going to happen. And quite frankly, I mean, I guess in, 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 the, in the grand scheme of things, nor should it. Um, boy, uh, I got I to gotta talk about Tim. Never thought a week and a half ago that I would be recording a podcast about Tim Connolly leaving for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I still can't make that work in my head. Um, but I don't blame him for leaving. And I, you know, and, and with some thought, I don't necessarily blame the Nuggets for not matching if their stance is not allowing that sort of thing. You know, you got to stick to it. Um, I think where the Nuggets failed is not negotiating with Connolly prior to it reaching this point. Um, I think that that part was, I think there, there was a report out that, in fact, the initial port report from Shams was that uh, Tim Connolly was considered to be the most gettable executive in the league. Um, and for reason that, and I talked about that reason in the last podcast, if you, if your executives are considered to be gettable, it means you have a fast and loose relationship with them. Um, I think if uh, Josh Kroenke was still the main decision maker with the Nuggets. Maybe things could have been worked out. Maybe he would have started negotiations earlier. Um, I do know for a fact that Tim doesn't want to leave Denver, didn't want to leave Denver, but obviously you got to go for generational wealth that'll set your family up for decades. I mean, that's just, that's a no-brainer, and I do not blame him, and I do not blame the Nuggets. Um, Once you, I, I, I think what you're hearing, and this is something that just came out on Twitter from me. Um, I stopped reporting on the Denver Nuggets in May of 2017, essentially. I, I did some work for uh, 5280 Sports Network. I did just a little bit for Mile High Sports for about six months um, into 2018, early 2018. And then I wrote for my ten friend Terry Fry the last time uh, this uh, Tim Connolly, went, he when he went to uh, uh, Washington. God, I can't talk today. Uh, when he went to Washington to see what they got, uh, he uh, I did some reporting there, and that was it. I do not write about the Denver Nuggets, and I feel very uncomfortable with writing about Tim Connolly specifically because uh, over the last nine years, he and I have actually become fairly good friends. And uh, uh, this uh, I've never told him this. This is the first time I've ever utter, uttered this publicly. But whenever you have referred to me, talk about sources and all this stuff, it's never Tim. Uh, I have enough relationships around the Nuggets and around the league uh, to where I don't have to go to Tim Connolly for reporting. I hate reporting on 
someone who I considered to be a friend. I wasn't never comfortable with that. And one of the reasons I stopped writing, along with uh, being fed up with SB Nation and uh, general burnout uh, after doing the same thing for eight years, uh, was the fact that I just I didn't feel uh, uh, in 2017, I just didn't feel like I could do it ethically. My own personal ethics just didn't let me just I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to report on Tim Conley. I was um, very uncomfortable with it, and I decided that other things were more important to me than to do that and to maintain my relationship with him. For a little bit of context here, anyone who has followed CSG for the last, well, this is the 11th year of CSG, and... Uh, Tim Connolly became a GM uh, nine years ago the, in next month, <laughs> uh, shortly about a week before the NBA draft. It was a chaotic week because they, no, two weeks before the NBA draft. Uh, and, um, Brian Shaw was hired a, a week after that. It's chaotic time. Um, there is a, there is a, There's a there's a there's a joviality and and genuineness to Tim Connolly that I don't think people quite understand. Uh, I never got the feeling, and I'm I'm a pretty good judge of people. I'm I never got the feeling Tim was ever working me. I never I never, uh, and I got a pretty good idea about when people would work you. Um, you know, with due respect to, to Masai Ujiri. Uh, that man was guarded, and then if when you spoke to him, I never got an, a good feel on him. Um, our, our friend uh, Andy Feinstein uh, was able to get a better feel on Masai, uh, but I I just never was able to. And he had a uh, he just would approach things a lot differently than Tim Connolly. Tim Connolly is very much. The everyman, general manager, team team president of basketball operations, sort of thing. There is a, there is a, there's levels to it. And Tim, the first time I met him, I mean, actually, I met him uh, the post draft press conference in 2013. Ben Hockman was still here. That tells you how long ago it was. Um, there was just a. It was an interesting atmosphere. There, there was just so much chaos that that off season. None of which had anything to do with with uh, Tim Connolly. Um, but Tim Connolly and I bonded over the fact that we are both in the same age bracket. Um, I think he's a year older than me. And uh, there's not a lot of people in the league that are specifically our age. We 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 occupy a very specific. Point. I mean, Masai's kind of my age too, but um, uh, we occupy a very specific point. And he wasn't a player; he was a scout who worked his way up to assistant general manager in New Orleans and all this stuff. He be he did the steps. He be, he worked up through scouting to get where he was. He's not like say Calvin Booth, who was likely to take over for Tim Connolly. Uh, he wasn't a former player, um, which there's a lot of former players who are GMs right now. Um, so there is a, there's just kind of a, a, a progression that was different, but there was a very specific 
connection that he and I had, and it was forged in this very first meeting. I was sitting next to Arturus. Uh, he was on my left side. Tim was across from me, and we just spent most of the din- of the lunch uh, when I met him, and or when I was got to know him, I should say, um, talking about anything but basketball, which was amazing. <laughs> And uh, he is the first basketball person I met who didn't focus his life entirely on basketball. I remember getting a uh, early on in Connolly's tenure here, I think it was Shaw's second year, I remember asking him for uh, information about something. And I'll never forget, he's the first time I've ever received information like this. He says, he said, do you only send me a text message to talk about basketball? <laughs> And then, which I was like, oh, okay. Because he and I really uh, bonded over a lot of different things. Music, movies, as you heard on the podcast. And the same thing with Nate Timmons, by the way. And, you know, Nate really should be on this podcast right now. But he's he's moved on. But I... I we had a... As just, and I'm including Nate Timmons in this. Nate had a great connection with, with Connolly, too. And, and you could tell because Nick, Tim Connolly was on CSG... Um, between my interviews, solo interviews with him that we I did on the YouTube channel that I put on the YouTube channel, and the ones that uh, many ones that I would upload on CSG, uh, plus the the ones that Nate and I did, there was we, he did it twenty times, and he always made time for me specifically. Uh, there was a draft, I think it was two thousand sixteen. There's a there's a picture that was taken, and I wish I still had it of me interviewing Tim. And, it, and I could tell it was before 2017 is because because I was really fat. Uh, but we're next to the windows uh, facing the mountains uh, at the uh, uh, the second level. I forget the, what it was used to be called uh, that that lounge area in the in the in the club level. And uh, someone had taken a picture and it was just a silhouetted of me and Tim talking. Um, and. It was it was fun. I think it was fifteen, two thousand fifteen or sixteen. No, one of them. But it was a great picture, and that's that's the kind of relationship that I had with Tim. And then you know, I, this is a perfect example. Uh, Tim, when my brother became ill with leukemia, the person who really was the most empathetic and reached out the most was Tim Conley. Um, it was very heartening to know that someone would reach out like that and that is one of the reasons i wanted to stop writing about the denver nuggets i couldn't be objective anymore to be honest with you and that's a that's my own ethics there i couldn't be objective anymore you know and as you know on this podcast i'm very i've been very critical of michael malone um I will call out the Nuggets when they deserve it. I will criticize their moves. And uh, I couldn't do that when I was writing about it. And more, quite frankly, more people read my writing than listen to this podcast. And a lot of people listen to this podcast. So I'm, I moved into a different place and Tim moved with me. And it's going to be weird for him not, him not being here. I've gone through, uh, I knew Mark Workentine. I knew Masaya Jerry. I never met Rex, Rex Chapman. Um, I knew, uh, of course, Arturis Karnasovas very well. Uh, I knew um, a lot. I mean, I don't know Calvin Booth. 
but I know Tommy Belchettis. I know, you know, I, I met all these guys through the course of this time. You know, it was hard. It's going to be hard because Tim always gave me shit for not going out to Summer League, Vegas Summer League. Um, and I should have done that. And I'm, in fact, I really regret not doing that now um, while Tim was still here. But it was it was one of those situations where I just I, I, I couldn't justify doing it. And, and Timmons would go out. And then later um, when uh, Marez was assigned by uh, Andy Feinstein and myself to uh, be edit, edit, edit the blog, uh, Denver Stiffs, uh, you know, and uh, Adam started going out. Um, so I never thought it was my place. Um, but I kind of regret it now. I wish, kind of wish I did. Uh, but on the non-basketball play thing I've done, I, I'm not going to enumerate everything, but I, I have an, an existing relationship with Tim Connolly outside of just being a media member and he being, um, an executive and, uh, not having that around is going to suck for me personally. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't honest about their relationships with the people they have to cover. Um, and Tim and I, and you could tell, and the, every time he and I spoke, um, every time he and I spoke about, um, you know, on, on the podcast, it was always, it was, it was about restaurants. It was about, uh, places to uh, comedy clubs that I mean, Tim, uh, Timmons and 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 uh, Connolly used to go on on and on about those, um, and the comedy clubs. Um, would uh, Tim Connolly recommended to me when I my fortieth birthday party, uh, a place to go, um, and on my forty third birthday party, Tim Connolly came out, and uh, that's not the only time. And it was cool. But what it, what it meant a lot to me was that I just had a friend. And I don't get into these relationships with people I cover. If you talk to anyone with the Nuggets, I'm not hanging out with them. Uh, but I did with Tim Connolly. What Minnesota is getting is the everyman GM. The guy who works hard, knows his craft, but is in essence just a genuine dude. And... In, in, in a league that is so built on facade and constantly checking what you, um, constantly checking yourself and putting forth, in, uh, you know, something that can't be contradicted later, uh, Tim Connolly was always just a genuinely nice person who was concerned about you as a human being is really rare in this league, really rare in this league. And it's going to be going to be hard to see him go. Um, obviously, you know, I, I will not lose this sort of connection, but I feel I needed to give you the context of why I basically, I stopped, I stopped writing. It's because I, I got too close. Uh, and I don't regret that because quite frankly, uh, um, having those kind of connections is great. And I wished him the best of luck in Minnesota. Um, it is going to be a different sort of challenge for him, and I think he is going to be in a 
a different place. He's going to have Carl Anthony Towns there with him. He's going to have uh, Anthony Edwards and, you know, Malik Beasley, I'm sure, is going to be thrilled to have Tim Connolly back there. It is just, it, it's going to be cool for them. And honestly, on, on Thursday, I'll be able to better analyze how the Nuggets will proceed from here. Um, I am concerned about the influence of uh, one Eno Stanley Kroenke back in the organization. Very concerned about that. But I don't know if, I just don't know where that will go. And that those I will express those concerns when... Uh, when we proceed. But as of right now, so long, my friend, is what I want to say. I know Tim will never listen to this, but uh, so long, my friend. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Nine years is, is cool. Uh, I hope you kick ass in uh, Minnesota. Uh, and uh, But, uh, you know, I still hope your team loses when you play the Nuggets. So, <laughs> anyway... Thank you all for joining me on the latest more cast part of the CSG Network. I'll be uh, back Thursday with a uh, more in-depth analysis of this and uh, with a special guest. Talk to you soon.